Hello and welcome to the first ever 5 1 Down podcast where we rank your favourite football topics from 5 to 1. And to join me for the first week and probably all the other weeks coming <laughs> is. Uh, I'm Fred, a uh, student at UCFB, a Manchester City fan. Uh, and we're going to list like one of our favourite 5 1s of all time just to start off things. So mine would be technically 5 1 on aggregate, but Manchester City's 5 1. Semi-final Champions League win over Real Madrid last season to get us to that treble winning final. Yeah, and next up we've got uh, I'm Sam. I'm a United fan, also student at UCFB. Um, my favourite five-one was a recent one: United Leeds first game of the season, 2021, um, under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Sold us false hopes for that season. Um, Greenwood scored Bruno Fernandes hat trick. <laughs> Better than De Bruyne, <laughs> but yeah, sold f- false hopes in that game. But yeah, is that also basically what we're going to see for the rest of this podcast? <laughs> Which is Sam, Fred. I'm also called Sam. I'm the other Sam. <laughs> the two um, Sams. Two Sams. One supports Man United. Other ones and myself. I support Preston North End. Uh, and my favourite five-one is I'm, I'm I'm I've been reminded of a five-one scoreline against Barnsley a few seasons ago, but I'm going to stick with. Uh, Michael Owen's hat trick, five one against Germany. Keep it simple. A very Brexit there. Yeah. yeah. And my name is Owen, uh, Liverpool fan. My favourite five one is obviously when Luis Suarez scored four goals against Norwich. One of the best like hat tricks ever seen. That never is... mind the fourth goal being a free kick. Yeah. Yeah. Was that like the outside of the foot one from outside the area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then that third ball was that the third one that volley. I mean, there was one he scored from the halfway line. There was one where he took it. He took, used the outside of his boot to go round the defender and then volleyed it in. And then the third one was something I can't the remember. The third one was when he struck it on like the left side, far right side netting, and his expression yeah. after it. Was like he just couldn't even. He, he was laughing at himself. Yeah, and then the fourth one was a free kick as well. Yeah, yeah. he absolutely terrorised Norwich, didn't he, for a yeah. couple of seasons while they were in the. Yeah, it felt like Liverpool just played Norwich like every other week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Luis Suarez scored yeah. a hat trick yeah. every yeah, time. That five four against them. One of yeah, Klopp's yeah, that was, that was one, of, one of Klopp's first. I first thing, like, yeah. that was like one of the first times he went charging down the. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Adam Lallana broke his glasses. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the two all draw against West Brom when we got everyone on the pitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so for the first topic for this for this podcast, we're going to be doing we're going to be going from fifth to first. Our favourite players currently wearing the number five shirt for their respective clubs. So, who wants to start us off with their number five choice? I feel like Fred's got a mischievous look on his face. So, take it away. Yeah, I I'll go for someone who. Now I'll go for a centre half. I'm definitely leaving out a few decent centre halves around the world but I feel like this one's pretty underrated go for Lewis Dunk oh I've done the same Lewis Dunk I've got Lewis Dunk at this unbelievable player he's gone all the way from League One to play in European football and international football with England he's just if you watch him play with Brighton like he's just like a rock in that team and he's actually so underrated on the ball like the way that he controls it and spreads it out like obviously he got caught out a few times uh Last weekend against Liverpool, but like he had the most passes. Like he was, his stats for like passes last season was insane. Like everything just went through him. He just like everything ticked through him. I think that's really cool as well. Like um, Solly March is like similar to that, and like obviously not number five, but having gone 
with from Brighton made the step up from Championship to Premier League with like one club is so impressive. Is Lewis Dunk is he their longest serving player? Or is it Solimar? Yeah, Martin? he's been there since 2010. So he's yeah. like yeah. He's been there like as a kid, youth team captain all it's the way crazy. up. To but when I think about like some Preston players, if if we got. Let, let's let's do a crazy hypothetical <laughs> and say the very thing happened. If we got promoted, I'm trying to think of players that who would make that step up and would just would just carry on the progression. And I don't, I don't, I, I really don't know to be honest. So yeah, you've got to be good. He's got to be start like definitely in that England debate alongside like Stones. Yeah, like I'd have Stones and Dunk as my England centre back pairing. Yeah, just because he's so good on the ball, yeah. like that's how we want to play. Yeah, maybe. I feel like his his ball progression and his passing and his actual control of the game has actually improved so much since he came up to the Prem. So I remember when he first, when Brighton first came up, he was quite, he, had, he definitely had a mistake in him and he wasn't as polished as he is now, but now he's like, he's gone from like sort of a brute defender to sort to someone that you, you can rely on to play the ball out as Deserby like to and Graham Potter before he's him. He's been blessed by playing under the right managers, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, big time. Wait, so you'd have Lewis Dunk over other England centre-backs? You'd have it over like Tamori? What number, wait, as in like in the, in like the, you talk about, other, is Tamori where number five? The, the England squad. Just in the England yeah. squad. In the England squad. I don't know because I always get everybody I see every time. So when the England squad came out for the World Cup last year, that whole comment section under it when the final squad came out was "Where is Tamori? Where is Tamori?" Yeah. I I can't say I've watched that enough of Tamori mm. to really fight for his case or fight for Dunk over him. He's looked good when he's played. I obviously I don't mean he's centre back for AC Milan, so I know he's obviously a brilliant player, but it's a tough it's, it's a tough one. Uh, well, if I'm talking about from like performances I've seen. From English centre backs, I think Dunk gets in there for me. But I mean, to be fair to, to Maury, obviously I know he's got qualities. Okay, so Fred and Preston Sam both have Lewis Dunk at number five. Who have you gone for? Number five, controversial. And I know you're gonna have a go at me. I've gone Harry Maguire. We're talking about a prime <laughs> Harry Maguire. He's never had a prime. What are you <laughs> talking about Leicester? Then? Leicester no, Harry Maguire. No, talking about United. When Harry Maguire first signed for United. He was a good centre back, and he was a good player in all his squad. And I, when we got to the Europa League final, he got injured against Aston Villa, I think. Um, and the couple games after that, and in the Europa League final, we just didn't look the same team without Maguire. And then <laughs> doing those facial expressions. It's <laughs> a good <laughs> conversation to have. To be fair, after, like, after yeah. that, he's definitely gone downhill. But I think. Um, Prime Harry Maguire in that squad. Yeah. When he when he was at his peak, he was a he was a colossal centre back for me. So I got him at number five there. Mm-hmm. He's not helped by like the system. I think he is a good player. He's just like not eighty million, and he's not yeah. like can't play that high line like United play. I can't understand what went wrong went in his talks with West Ham because I know he was close to joining, wasn't he? Yeah, he spoke about that West Ham thing as well. Like today the last few days he said he's obviously going to fight again for his spot but he, yeah. would, he was good to go there he would be perfect he's on I like 300 like. grand a week isn't he so even if you pay half you're paying 150 yeah. grand a week wages for Harry Maguire like you know I'm not sure to play Harry Maguire like 7 million for like the rest of his contract as well but I think it was yeah. he was was it was he in Greece when he had that incident where he had when he tried to like bribe an official or something yeah, yeah. like that something happened and then I think ever since that I think he's um, maybe it took a toll, uh, took a toll mentally. But I asked them, yeah. um, my mates, a, f- um, a few days ago, what do you reckon would have happened if? I, th- I also think it says a lot about 
Man City's recruitment that they didn't go for Maguire because he yeah. was pretty sought after. But what, if he did play under Pep and sign, what, what, where, where do you think he goes? Like, how do you think his career pans out differently? Oh, it'd be miles better, wouldn't it? Do you think <laughs> yeah, he has yeah. the, like, the potential to do what? We were at City were interested in him, but I think the price just got too high. And yeah. then we ended up going, I think we got Ruben Diaz, which you know has worked out okay in the end. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. I think he gets a, he's just a, a scapegoat a lot of the time, isn't he, for England yes. and for United? Like, um, mm. it's not. Mm, it's a t- he's, we're, he's we're shocking. On, no, if you're working under Guardiola, it's a bit different than. Ollie going to Solskjaer, you know. Yeah. Solskjaer's been managing Mulder and Cardiff and then got the United job compared to uh, Guardiola's career. But yeah, that's my number five anyway. My well, my, my number five, the only, <laughs> the, the, the only thing I've got down for him is Adnot. And I've gone for Pierre-Emile Hoiberg, mate. Oh. Quality player. Yeah. I, I don't even know what it is. I, I, I just really enjoy him. I think like he, I feel like it, like what he benefit it? he benefits a lot of the <laughs> midfields. I feel like if like if 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 it was like at the base of Liverpool's midfield, I feel like they would probably be 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 a better side right now. I feel like like he doesn't work in Ange ball, but like he's not he's not been getting the time this season. But yeah, like if you put down. him into a lot of midfields in Europe, like I feel like he does benefit. He what what you can bring to the table is very different than a lot of different mid, other midfielders. I, I'm not sure I back him on the ball. Like I just think he's a bit sluggish whenever I see him. Like he's a sideways passer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough tackle, sideways passer. Yeah. I mean, sometimes he's just what you want in a number six. I'm not talking about number fives, but he does wear number five in the number yeah. six position. Yeah. yeah, you want someone who's going to just he, he can keep possession of the ball fine. He can pass sideways all he wants. He's never going to make. He's never going to like play in between the lines and stuff. But he might have a little twenty-five yard screamer in him every now and again. Do you sound like you're currently talking about the top one, the fifth best number five, <laughs> like player wearing the number five shirt in the world? Yeah, I mean, I just really like him to be honest. Mm, I'm I, a big, I'm a, I'm a Hoiberg fan. I think he's like mid-table Premier League at best. Like, he's just pretty unremarkable. Yeah, yeah. Like, it sounds like bad, but which could, to be fair, like, there's, a, there's a place for it, but. There's a place for him. There's a there's a reason he's been coming on in a lot of Spurs games anyway, just to like see it out towards the end of the game if they if they're winning like by two goals. He's a good squad player, to be fair. You'd I feel like he's a player you'd want in your squad. I feel like he's very yeah. hard working and passionate for the badge. So just wanted something a bit different. To be fair, should fair probably enough. put Lewis Dunk. Yeah. So we're agreeing that like Lewis Dunk is going to be our number five pick then. Are we agreeing? Yeah, sounds good. I think, yeah, the str- strongest argument there. I think he's I mean, got a big... Two, two of you've got him, then. I've just got a soft spot for him as well. I mm. think that's also a big point. Like, I like the story. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. All So, fourth, next. I'll start. Yeah. Uh, one of my favourite players, actually, this season, went to, to, to watch play, uh, Ibrahim Akanate. I think he's a quality centre-half. And I feel like as this season goes on, more more people are going to start realising it. I mean, it, since last season, or since the season before especially, he's improved drastically on the ball. Like he can he can actually travel pretty well with the ball, especially playing. Cause, you know, because Trent has been coming in, in, into the in, in, in midfield now this season, he's been playing as more of a wide right centre back. And if you see, if you watch like Liverpool games, we've had, we had a lot of the ball. He can drive a lot with the ball, and, it, and I'm sure he's one of the fastest players in the league. Like, and he's he's just massive brute strength, great recovery pace, really good on the ball actually, and I feel like he just he's he's, he's nailed on for me. Is this his season? Do you reckon? 
I think he, if he can stay fit, it, that's the he only problem. Tr- he was trouble a lot with injuries last season, wasn't he? Yeah, and now he's. He, I think he's back. He's been back in training for like a week now. But Matip started instead of him against Brighton. But I don't think that's going to be a permanent fixture. I think. I think uh, when after the international break, he's going to be back and he's going to be better than ever. I feel like this is this is going to be a season where he really kicks on. Like I, I, I just fancy him as a top level centre back. For me, I feel like. He's just been so injury prone. Like I've, not, I've just not seen enough of him. Like I've seen him play a few games, and then he, he's either coming back from injury, so he's not fully fit, or like, so I don't know. He spends too much time watching anime, and not <laughs> enough time in the uh, gym getting strong. That was what I would say. Yeah, I mean, I'd say. Have you, have you seen his biceps, mate? I don't <laughs> you think he's much of the Canarse, gym. But I don't think you could really um, trash his gym habits, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing you can't have against him, for sure. Didn't he lose, um, lost the Premier League, the Champions League, and then the World Cup in like yeah. the same few-month period, which is uh, it's quite unfortunate. It's pretty devastating for him, but he's going to win them all one day, mate. It's all right. No, no yeah. Not Liverpool, then. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think he's a good player, but I just feel like I've not seen enough. Yeah, if he can stay fit, I feel like he definitely cements himself as like as one of the top centre backs in the league. If he can stay fit, that's yeah. the, that's the only problem. And especially being like Canate and Van Dijk seems like a really promising would be a really promising pairing. Yeah, but yeah, no, like I fully agree. Like that, it's just it's just injury prone, isn't it? And it's just hard if you haven't had like a proper convincing run of form. Then it's just hard to fully like. Yeah, definitely. Them. But no, I, no, I agree. I think he's, I think he's a really good player. Who've you got for your number four pick then? Um, I've got Canate. Not as I've got Canate like this is one I would possibly put in. I'm honestly, I'm kind of um on the fence between um De Paul and uh, Busquets, and I I think I I want to say I want to say De Paul, but. I mean, Busquets is one of my favourite football players ever. Like, I just, I, I yeah. Like I mean, if we were making this list like ten years ago, Busquets is number one. Yeah, no, no yeah. If no, we were making no. it even five years ago, Busquets is easily top three. And that's the thing we had a conversation about if we were going to do current players or top fives ever, because then you've got like Zidane and Busquets, so basically just the, the f- and then obviously Beckenbauer. But I mean, he's just. I I I I I think I have to put De Paul in there just because he's playing Champions League football and he's mm-hmm. he's just Messi's bodyguard like on and off the pitch though wasn't he like what, in that yes. yeah uh, no uh, De Paul, De Paul. In, uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, the World Cup he was like <laughs> following around everywhere wasn't he yeah like I don't know he didn't really impress me watching him in that World Cup run that Argentina had like essentially he was just like breaking up play like fouling like yeah. that's he didn't. I don't know. I've not seen I, enough of him. I've got to say, I'm not. I I, I think. I th- I'm not you having him over Busquets in your list. I think I, that's what I'm saying. I think I have to just because of him playing like more regularly. Like if it was Busquets even two, three years ago, two years ago, then it's obviously Busquets walking in there. But uh, to be honest, I'm more not nailed on, and I just want to put both of the names out there to be fair, and then just slink off into the background and just see see what havoc. Completely non-committal. There. To be fair, like follow mm. my number four, like following up that is Busquets. So mm. is mine. Yeah, I got yeah. Busquets. Big, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's a tough one just because of purely where they where he is in his career right now. He's just because he's the greatest to ever do it. Like that position. Yeah. yeah. Like there's n- no one else, and you watch him, and he's just like 
I feel like if you've played football, what he does simply is like so hard to do. Like little one two touch passes. Like Rodri's probably the closest we've got yeah. in world football to Busquets at the minute, but just because of what he's done and like I don't know. He's still Yeah, he held down that position from like two thousand and eight ish all the way through to uh to a couple of seasons ago before Chavi came in, so yeah, mm-hmm. just yeah, one of the best players. The amount, yeah, the amount of like World Cup, what World Cup to European Championships, like yeah. Champions Leagues, La Ligas, like for me as well as a very unremarkable in the Champions League finals also. Yeah, <laughs> remember yeah. that one. For me personally, as a very like unremarkable footballer, I've been described as um, <laughs> having two left feet and look like I'm running in treacle. Um, <laughs> but for me, if I could pick any player that like to play like that player. It's Busquets for me. Like that's just what you want to do. You want to sit in that deep line six, and you want to control the game and body feints and simple passes, and then you can ping the long one if you need to. Yeah, he's a ridiculous player. Yeah, and I think just like obviously he's at Inter Miami now, and he's still like for that level, he's like unreal. But like I think he just gets in on his career and gets like, in on merit. Yeah, legacy. Yeah, his legacy. So the number four pick is Busquets. Uh, two, two for two. Two for two for you. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm going to give myself 1.5. <laughs> Half a score for him. Yeah. Him yeah. And Number three, then. I feel like the top three is pretty much set in stone. I feel, on, I feel, I feel like it's know. pretty well, much quite... Well, it's three players. The top three, yeah. Mm. I, but it's only about what order we have them yeah. in. I mean... I, I was I, I looked when I was doing like some research trying to find out people that actually won number five. I feel like there was only three that really stood out to me as actual world class players. Yeah. And um, the first one for me is is going to be Marquinhos at, at number three spot. I know Fred hasn't got him in his top five at all. That's yeah. been three nods of the head and then one smirk. Oh. <laughs> explain yourself, Fred. Yeah. So, have you real. three all gone for? I've uh, got Marquinhos, Marquinhos in there. there. Yep. Sam, have you got Marquinhos? Oh, I've got Marquinhos number two. Number two? All right. He's not in my list because, like, what's he actually... He's won the French League, but, like, I feel like it's not really a a challenge for PSG. My number three. Now, a little bit... He wears number five for the Brazilian national team. It's Casemiro. Yeah, I was thinking about putting Casemiro in. I'm surprised you didn't try It's just because... I don't really watch him, apart from the World Cup. He was great in the World Cup, but when I watch him for United, obviously he's number 18, but <laughs> not yeah. as good this season. But yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't put him in just because he's uh, only wears it in the national team. So Yeah, I thought just because he's like, yeah, getting around it a little bit, but he's, you know, one of the best players in that position and like is struggling at the minute playing alongside. Like he's going from Kroos and Modric to. McSauce, yeah. McTominay, McTominay in that midfield. <laughs> in that midfield. <laughs> but I think he's class. And like for me, I mean, Marquinhos, I just, I don't think I've ever seen him and thought, oh, that's an impressive game. Whereas like Casemiro, okay, he almost gets sent off in every game that he plays, but like. Unnecessary slides. Yeah, I love yeah, that yeah, in a player. You like that in a player. He's still like class, like I can admit that. As a, I think, as I think Marquinhos is the type of player where if you watch PSG and you don't notice him, it means he's had a pretty good game. Like I just, I just feel like he's the he's, he's a player that's going to bring calmness to the team. He's going to captain the side as he has done really well since Thiago Silva left. And as the PSG squad and the nature of the PSG squad is changing, obviously from signing the big players and now they're trying to nationalise the team. I still think that Marquinhos is going to be the captain that takes them forward. I just feel like 
he's an absolute Rolls Royce of a centre half. I feel like I feel like you, you can rely on him seven out of ten most games. We, no, we we were chatting about this and we were saying obviously he's been very turbulent at PSG and he has captained them through that. Yeah, and I think I know he hasn't done it in outside of let's say a farmers league, but yeah. I mean he gets into any of those. Premier but has he captained them out of it? Like in in the, in the Champions League though, they had was it two seasons ago when Real Madrid won it when they played Real Madrid in the round of sixteen. And he uh, capitulated at the Bernabeu. But uh, Messi missed that pen. Was it really Marquinhos's fault? But but you, didn't he, I, you can't like he's gotten through it like barely. Like the state of that dressing room is atrocious. He, they're all throwing fits. Like he is captain. Clearly, isn't a very good captain if he's like his teammates are. You know, there's bigger issues at PSG. But I wouldn't say he's like a strong captain because that dressing room's a complete mess. It, well, it was a complete mess during the summer, definitely. But I feel like they 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 done okay at the start of the season. Like mm-hmm. he's he done well. He, I, I, he's probably doing something in the background, trying to fix something. Like sure, you don't know his day to day activities. I just mate. I just don't back him. I don't know if I've just been wrong by him too many times on FIFA. Like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, or there's something like that. But just better against him. I, yeah, I just feel like he's. I think it's very easy to put a lot of stuff against him, but it kind of just. I, I still do just think he is such a good player. I just feel like there's a reason that he's been playing nearly every game for PSG yeah, for the past yeah. like ten seasons. He's been there since the city. He moved from Rome in 2013, and like for a team that's Stamina. looking to play at the, at the elite level, like as much as the PSG owners and the, every single manager that's been there has always picked Marquinhos, whether that's at DM or at centre back. Yeah. Undroppable on that team, and he really yeah, he's all right. Mm-hmm. But like, do you know, he joined and he was like in Thiago Silva's shadow a little bit because Thiago Silva was like unreal, like Brazilian as well, centre half. I just don't think he's ever really got out of that. Like, obviously I don't, I don't he's a good he player, was, but I think he was learning from him. And then he's when he's left, he's kind of. I do think he hasn't helped himself by making a move though away from PSG. Who Thiago Silva or um, no Marquinhos? Um, Marquinhos. I, mean, Marquinhos. I mean, obviously, there's a classic PSG to Real Madrid. Which um, obviously you could have done, but also a Premier League move like that. There would have been sniffing around, well, not sniffing around in proper, proper links. I feel like he'd be amazing in this city team. Yeah, I'm, I, feel, I feel like if you slot him in at like a centre back, even, even that right back in Pep's new lovely little centre back full back system. I th- yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, okay, he probably is better than Lewis Dunk. Like, that is probably true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I probably should have found a, a way to get him in my list somewhere, but I just. I wasn't vibing with him. Not feel, I, yeah. You were vibing with him. Opinion, don't don't back so. him. Fair enough. Not so vibing with him is a pretty understandable reason mm. to not stick him in your list. To be yeah, fair. yeah. You can't you can't argue with not vibing yeah. with him. Whereas Casemiro, like you know, just like the ultimate shit house. Like <laughs> I can get behind it. Like. So as a democracy, are we putting Marquinhos in at third? I got to three of us have picked him. You got to yeah. you got to throw him in there. Yeah, I I guess this is a the democratic podcast, guys. <laughs> I, I think it was a great shout, Casemiro. To be fair. But um, he didn't even wear five at Real Madrid, did he? No, no, no it's it just a national team. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's down to him really more for his uh, number of shirt choice, which has <laughs> let him down. Yeah, that's podcast, a bit of a loophole to be fair. Yeah. And it will stay with him. He would, <laughs> would have had to take uh, number five off Maguire, wouldn't he? And then Maguire would have had to drop out oh, of my top five. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he's not moving to West Ham, he's not dropping the number five shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Next two seasons, we've got Harry, Harry Maguire number so, five. So. Sam, you said that you've got Marquinhos second, so who's third in your list? Oh yeah, third in my list. Um, P- 
bit of an interesting one, I'm not going to lie. A couple of seasons ago, this guy, I think, he was one of the players that a rival team has that you'd really like in your team. So I've gone Genie Wijnaldum. Oh. I think. As much as I love it, I can't do it. I can't back it for right now. <laughs> I love yeah. Gino and Alvin to every inch of my being. But yeah. when he left for PSG and then he went to Roma, he hasn't done too well, hasn't really flushed it. I think he got injured at Roma as well. Yeah, he like broke his leg. It was yeah. a really bad injury. But him at Liverpool, watching every time dismantled United, I thought um, Wayne Adams was always a star player. Yeah. Very consistent. And uh, obviously that Champions League semi final at Anfield versus. Uh, Barcelona where he scored did he score two was it two yeah he scored two in, in his years at Liverpool he was one of my favourite players and we never really replaced him until I think like maybe th- this summer just gone like uh, I think we've always been lacking someone that's just going to keep the midfield ticking that's going to have the engine to go up and down and also cover for both full backs if they wanted to get forward because that was a huge part of Klopp's system back when he was like at his, in his heyday which out of those midfielders do you think that is now then who's been brought in I think it's Shobberslai I think I think genu- like Sobersly has been a Genie Wan Alden replacement and a Jordan like Henderson a replacement. There, I think he's replaced two players like by himself. And obviously you've got Gravenberch coming in, you've got McAllister coming in. Like I think Endo, uh, Endo yeah, he's, he's he's not too bad. Gravenberch, I'm really excited about though. But that's I was that gonna say I watched Gravenberg in the who did you play on the Thursday night? Was um, it Lask? Oh no, we played Belgian? Were they Belgian? Oh, oh yeah, USG. Yeah. I saw and I watched. I watched him in that, and he looked, every time he got on the ball, he did something positive. To be fair, he looked really, really. Even good. against Brighton, when he, he came on at half time, I'm pretty sure mm. against Brighton, and he he was he was he's so good on the ball. Like he, he, the, the way he moves, like with the ball, is like he, he's absolutely amazing. What was he yeah. doing at Bayern Munich then? They just never played him. Yeah, that was it. From my yeah, I mean, he's, he's he's definitely is. I mean, Bayern playing a double pivot, if I'm not wrong, and he's not a double pivot player. I right. think I feel like he needs to play in a three, mm. like because he because he likes to have that free roll to sort of get on the ball whenever he wants and stuff like that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Where's Wayne Alden now? Is he Saudi Arabia? Is that I'm where he not is? Sure. Is he over? In, I like Al Al Nasser or something like that. I'm sure I've seen him go. Surely. I think I'll play with them on FIFA right. this weekend. Jorginho Wijnaldum, 32 years old, playing for Al Etifak. Oh, oh yeah, he's out there. Gerard. Gerard. Hendo and yeah. Gerard, mate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. Running back the years. Yeah, I, th- I think he was a good player back in his day, but like last, certainly not now. And yeah, if you're picking a team on Saturday, he's not getting in, is he? No. no. So, right, number two then. Already at number two. Uh, we'll start with other Sam. Mm-hmm. Preston Sam. Uh, I've got Jude Bellingham at number two. Ooh. I forgot about Bellingham. Oh my you forgot. God. <laughs> I forgot Bellingham. <laughs> Wait, what's your... Wait, so what? Who have you, who have you, no, actually, we'll get to you. Yeah, yeah, number yeah, one because yeah, yeah. you got. All right, okay. Oh <laughs> I think for for this whole next part of it, it's not just. It, it's about the debate between. Uh, well, uh, the fact that I put Bellingham in, uh, I put Stones number one. Yeah, Stones one. Yeah. Um, and put, also, the put Man Belling- City fan is looking Belling- at me pretty. Uh, I, yeah, to be fair, like I think we probably may as well reveal it now. Like, yeah, I've I've gone for Stones two, Bellingham one. Yeah, like, same here. Stones two, Bellingham one. Like Stones, you know, unreal player. Like Barnsley mm. Beckenbauer, you know, yeah. playing so, in that role. We should unreal. give you the opportunity to swap out Genie Wijnaldum oh, for Jude Bellingham. Oh, swap him out in a second, mate. <laughs> so now you can number one. <laughs> so you can get you can get involved with us now. Yeah, <laughs> properly backtracking. I, I actually don't know. 
how I forgot Bellingham to put him. I think it's because a lot of the sites I was looking at for players with number five, they're quite old, like last season. So, mm. yeah, no, Bellingham, straight into number one. <laughs> All right, Fred, so what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, Stone's just unreal, like pushing into that box midfield with Pep. Like, we were playing last season, like three at the back. Like, he's just like a Rolls Royce of a defender. Like, he's gone from being like that skinny, slightly like risky defender at Everton. And so mm. when he first came in at City, like, Struggled to establish. He struggled himself. for a couple of seasons, didn't he? Yeah. Whereas you've seen, like this season, especially the last few games, we've definitely missed having him in the team. Like, yeah, I could talk about John Stones all day, mate. <laughs> I absolutely, I love him so. Much. I, I watching him last season in that when he transitioned into that box midfield, and when he played as when he played it, like unbelievable, amazing. And then also the thing for me is, will Bellingham be a? a remembered as a better player than John Stones definitely well surely definitely but right now if you think about it okay Jude Bellingham he's had a great few years at Dortmund again though he's had so he's had a great few years at Dortmund he's done well he's got his transfer to Real Madrid he's had such a great start to the league everyone's talking about him he's doing amazing but I don't think that even compares yet to what John Stones did last season for that position change and to then also have that position change basically be the catalyst to win a treble, I think. I'd, I I I think obviously G. Bellingham is a overall a better player, or will be a better player, and will be a, a more memorable player and everything. But I think for John Stones' role, even just last season and even before that, what he's been developed into, I just think I was just going off pure logic. I just had to put him above Bellingham. I I wasn't even going with an agenda. I think for myself, I just kind of made it like quantitative in my head and just had to put him above it that's how it went for me i might be completely wrong but i'm i'm unhappy to die well he did play in the, in the midfield both legs versus bayern last season in the semi-final of champions league and then interestingly he plays center half in the one all draw against real madrid and then he moved to back into midfield for the second leg against real madrid and obviously city won 4-0 but each of those times he's moved into midfield he is also Playing in defence, isn't he? He wasn't in midfield that whole game. Yeah, yeah, yeah he switched between them. So, yeah, he, he when we've got possession of the ball, he's yeah. playing in that midfield. Exactly. And we switched to a 3 2 4 1. It's not about which game and he's playing, it's, it's about. Pretty which... much a 4 5 1 when we're defending. Yeah. So, like. So, it's not about which game he's playing, it's about like which minute of the game it is. What yeah, yeah. Is. Which but... is amazing. Like, obviously, it's inspired by, like, mm. you know, lots of managers, but that's, like, completely changed how all teams play exactly. like it's not yeah you don't have a formation you just have a starting shape and yeah then depending on where your opposition is exactly how you play which is like so interesting and stones mm. is like yeah unreal at doing yeah. that. The, the real madrid games i thought he was really class in the, in the second leg definitely in the um, final he was, he was yeah. even for like england like since um euro 2018 like i think he's been england's most one of the most consistent performers like especially at major tournaments like he's gets the odd goal like solid at the back he's had to play against alongside stinky maguire but you know <laughs> he he makes it work what was this he, in the in the champions league final this is the one i saw the stat you he, he he had five successful dribbles out of six in the champions league final john stones john stones from center half that's yeah. a great start that's, that's really, i think that's the most successful dribbles in a champions league final i'm pretty sure like, did he get the, man of the match from my uh Rodri must have got it. Yeah, I think Rodri got yeah. it. Or Edison, who had you know, yeah, a few yeah, big saves. Yeah. But f- honestly, I just think this, you, you can back it up. I think you can back it up. 
yeah. Yeah, yeah. Saying all that, um, I think he goes number two. Yeah, I think in the overall rankings, I think yeah, I can understand, yeah, yeah. but I just wanted, I just wanted to have him there just to uh, have the conversation. That you was... really fought for him quite well, actually. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. You. That, 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 that was speech. Cheers. I, I don't know where that came from. Actually, I was, it was free ball. <laughs> very passionate. John, yeah. will, John will appreciate that when. <sighs> Great bloke. Yeah, when, when he when he when he in, inevitably listens to this podcast, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna be very happy with that. No. Bernardo Silva's dog's named John Stones, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, Is it really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> named his dog after John Stones. <laughs> so onto onto number one pick, I think quite a popular choice, Mister Jude Bellingham. Um, over one goal per game for Real Madrid in his first. Like what, over one goal per ninety, it is. I think the stat, like the specific yeah, stat, is ten in ten. He's got yeah, yeah, yeah. La Liga top scorer, isn't he? La Liga top scorer. He's producing two shots on target per game for Real Madrid. A couple of clutch goals in there as well. In a uh, couple of last minute Champions winners, yeah. Mm. Against Union Berlin, he scored last minute. Was it against Union Berlin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last last I was watching goal. that. Yeah, Owen would know. Yeah. Big union, and he's, he's 20. Like, he's, he's 20. 20. <laughs> it's insane. He turned 20 this June. Like. Absolutely running things for the for Real Madrid at 20. He's already played 26 games for England at 20. Like, it's insane. Crazy. He's he already, in... I think, behind Kane, England's best player, I would say. Yeah. Like, like I think Kane's probably our most important player, yeah. but Bellingham's definitely the Saka's future of that team. as well, obviously, but... I just think he's levels above even Saka or something. Really? Like, I, yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable the way he plays. Like. Yeah, Bellingham, I think he will go on to be one of the greatest ever players for England, definitely. Sure, but, this yeah, is exactly what um, Graham Souness and everyone was saying. I watched, I've, I, the only time I've watched him this season, Jude Bellingham was against Scotland. I've, I'm just going to flat out admit that. Um, <laughs> it was against Scotland, and obviously he was amazing in that game. And it's, it is just obviously the worry of the England hype. I mean, yeah. I know he's more, and I'm not saying he is like just England hype, and he's incredible, but like, you know what the England hype is. I think do he's done. Player. I think that might be good that he's in Spain. I think, that's what I was going to say. I think it's so smart that he's actually not playing in England. Mm. If I were him, I'd try and hold off from playing in England for as long as possible. Why because would you play in England? Because you yeah, see, you see, you see t- time after time, England players, um, they were, if they're playing in the Premier League, they're getting watched by the English media mm. every single week. And the English media is absolutely horrible. Not including us four, obviously. Listen to the podcast. No, <laughs> we're a pretty nice little pocket of the English media. We're bigging but up these players. Here. The English media is notoriously horrible to footballers, and I feel like he, with with him playing in Germany and now obviously in Spain, it's just way better for his career and it's way better for his mental. Not having the English press watching his every single move. I just think you got to look at what he's navigated already. Like made his debut at Birmingham City, mm. sixteen years old, like ridiculously hyped there. Moved to. Retired Dortmund. his shirt number. Retired his crazy. shirt number. Say, it's looking like it made the right call. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. We all laughed at them. Everyone yeah. has, everyone has laughed at them. At the time, he was like the most expensive seventeen-year-old ever. Like gone to Brushy Dortmund. Like did he save midfield? Did he really help Birmingham out in some financial? Yeah. So he he basically and... like negotiated like a contract with them. I think like so he was so he was on a youth contract. But then he negotiated a contract with them that basically meant that Birmingham would get the most money they could possibly get from yeah. his sale. Because if they just got sold him as a youth player, he, they, they would have only yeah. been uh, entitled to like compensation. Right. But he signed the contract so Birmingham could Help get the amount of money yeah. that they needed to actually get out of trouble. That's brilliant. So that's why they retired the shirt, not just because they thought he was going to be the best player that England has ever seen. I, what I didn't know it was due to like financial stuff. That's a great move from him as well, isn't it? I'm glad he didn't actually move to United because I feel if he moved to United under under Ollie, 
I think he just wouldn't have progressed. And obviously, as you said, he would have been in the English in the spotlight. Media, yeah, in the spotlight. He's and got some great people around him telling him what to do, doesn't he? Oh yeah, I think going to Dortmund. Dortmund, you know, they're made to develop youngsters very well. You know, they got Haaland, Sancho before he moved to United, and then he obviously went downhill. But I think he made you know a great choice because. I think he, Sir Alex Ferguson met Bellingham to persuade him, but he went to uh, Dortmund and uh, yeah, onto Real Madrid. Yeah, he's just so good when you watch him. Like just like little half turn, like creates yeah. scores. Like he's just he's just going to continue to get better. Like he's twenty years old. It's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah, I just yeah. So I don't think there's like Stones. Obviously, I've got a soft spot for, but Bellingham's just like maybe the best midfielder in the world at the minute. Like mm. alongside you know you did a Bayern. He's just ridiculous. He is. He is. I think if we have this conversation on the day after Champions League final, before he made his move to Real Madrid, then I think Stones beats Bellingham then. But but maybe it's more even, maybe it's even more. Was he number five at Dortmund though? No, he wasn't. But either way though, yeah, no, Bellingham is, he he does look, do you see a second goal against, was it Osasuna? I know it was against Osasuna, but... (laughs) Was it against them? Yeah, or was it in the... It might have been them playing in Europe when he just... It was like this week and he just took on about four different players and got onto his right and... He's scored like three like last-minute winners already, hasn't he? Yeah. Or equalisers. Like, he's just... Because um, how is Ancelotti playing him? He's playing... Uh, there was a thing... There's an article I was reading on, I think, The Athletic it's about on the athletic, how... On The Athletic, mate. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Waiting for a sponsorship there. <laughs> Get in touch. Um, but... About how Ancelotti is using him similar to how we use Kaka at AC Milan. Yeah, yeah. And like in that pro- like progressed number eight position. Mm. So and like he's taken Zidane's number and he's playing like as like Zidane did for that Real Madrid team, mm. or like Kaka did for the AC Milan team. Like he's just it's interesting watching him develop from like from that and he's made the right moves hasn't he in his career yeah to, I was going to say be able to do that. the more and more I look at the um, Real Madrid move at the time I was well I, I was really hoping, as a just a neutral in the Premier League I was really hoping he came to Premier League because I wanted to watch him but the more the more like you see it now you're like fair play for not coming to the Premier League like, yeah, why would you like the fact that he could go to Real Madrid first of all you live in Madrid That I, you, you don't think about it but that is a part of it for the footballers you live in Madrid uh, you stay out of that English press and they stay out of the English spotlight much more. You play against easier teams with a better team, and then it, it's just it's controversial with that statement. What do you mean? You are playing against easier teams, but I mean it is hard to say. Um, a couple of La Liga teams. Do you think like Cadiz in the Premier League? Do you think they just go straight down or straight down, yeah. mate? Do you reckon? Yeah. And I don't. The Spanish media is still pretty brutal. Like there's like no, that's two or three, but it's different. Being an English player in just, Spain, rap, you can just not read it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't understand. Yeah, Does, Spanish scrutiny is not going to not going to do anything to him. Yeah, Bellingham, one hundred thirty three point nine million euros. Do you think it's worth it? Oh yeah, it's going to. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is he worth right now? You know what is he worth right now? Like upwards of like two hundred, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah you'd be yeah. thinking, you considering the players that have gone for. The Anthony hundred million, like <laughs> yeah, you take. <laughs> who is the player who has a? One billion. I saw it. Is that, is that uh, Pedri? Valverde. They just re- might be, renewed yeah, his contract today. They did the same with Vinny Junior as well. I think yeah. he's also got. It's sort of a weird, yeah. like, legal thing, isn't it? Yeah. They've got to have a, uh, a release clause. Just the one bill. Yeah. So we have in Bellingham in, in our 
So we've got Top. we've got Lewis Dunk at number five. Yes, go on. Are we happy with that? <laughs> Had to get him in Love that. that. Yeah, Busquets fourth. Yeah. Uh, Marquinhos third. Uh, Stone second, and then Jude Bellingham first. That sounds pretty. Good. I, th- I think the only one would maybe Casemiro for Busquets if you're going like current ability. Yeah, that would be the mm. only change I could yeah, see you know, in terms of. And if it was f- where number five for United. Yeah, 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 but like. I think that's a pretty. I think that's a fairly decent list. I think that's a decent list. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, brand new podcast, first episode done. Um, are we going to be putting this anywhere? We'll find somewhere to put we'll it. We'll find somewhere to put it. <laughs> yeah. Check out the website. Deals coming in like pretty soon. Yeah. So. The website should be done by the time we're putting this out. So that'll be good. Follow the Twitter yeah. at five one down. Yeah. At five one down, and we'll be doing similar five to one. Uh, ratings on different topics each week. 